Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Very seldom do you get people healed who will not hear. Very seldom, if ever, will you get people healed who will not hear. They came to hear him. Isn't that what it says? And to be healed. So many people want to be healed, but some people just don't want to hear. Amen. But they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For they went virtue or power out of him and healed them all. Well, then what did they hear? Well, they must have heard the same thing that they heard there in the fourth chapter of Luke. Jesus preached the Spirit of the Lord upon me because he's anointed me. You're listening to Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan. In a moment, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his life-changing message, The Healing Anointing, Volume 2. Also, Ken and Lynette will return after today's teaching to give you details about this month's special radio offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan. Let's read then how this anointing worked or was manifested in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's notice again from Matthew's Gospel, the 14th chapter, and uh, the 35th, well, let's read the 34th verse first, and then the 35th and 36th. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Now wonder why they wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Well, let's read another account that goes a little bit more in detail. And we'll see just what happened. Here in the fifth chapter of Mark's gospel, the 25th through the 34th verses. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, or the Greek literally says that power, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude throngeth thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So this woman came in the press behind and touched his garment. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Now, back to that portion of Scripture in the 14th chapter of Matthew, when the men of that place had knowledge of him. 
Well, what knowledge did they have of him? What knowledge did they gain of him? Well, what he said about himself, he read from Isaiah's gospel there in Luke, in the synagogue, as Luke records, the fourth chapter in Nazareth, and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. That's what they learned, that the Spirit of God was upon him because he was anointed, among other things, to heal. Praise the Lord. And so these folks gathered together those that were diseased, and they sought to touch a hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made whole, just like this woman. Now in the sixth chapter of Luke's gospel, you have another account of a transfer of power. Here it says, speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the 17th verse of the sixth chapter of Luke. And he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed. I won't emphasize again today. It seemed like the Spirit of God is instructing me to do so. That they came not just to be healed. See, that's where a lot of folks miss it. They come to be healed. These people came to hear him and to be healed. Very seldom do you get people healed who will not hear. Very seldom, if ever will you get people healed who will not hear. They came to hear him. Isn't that what it says? And to be healed. So many people want to be healed, but some people just don't want to hear. Amen. But they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For they went virtue or power out of him and healed them all. Well, then what did they hear? Well, they must have heard the same thing that they heard there in the fourth chapter of Luke. Jesus preached the Spirit of the Lord upon me because he's anointed me. Hallelujah. So then we learn something about the healing anointing. We learn then that the healing power of God is a tangible substance. It is a heavenly materiality. Now believe that. If you're going to be ministered to this way with the anointing, you have to believe that or it won't work. You see, uh, I, I think that we have thought in times past, I know we have, particularly in Pentecostal circles, that if the power of God's present, it's just going to manifest itself regardless. So if there is no manifestation, then we, we have thought, well, the power is not here. So we started singing, Oh Lord, send the power just now. <laughs> Amen. Because we couldn't see it or feel it in manifestation, then it's not here. But the power of God is here. I mean, God's always present everywhere. Amen. And when he's present here, he didn't leave part of his power over in Texas and only a little bit of it here. Wherever he is, all of his ability, all of his power, all of his capabilities is present. Are you listening to me? And so you see, uh, it's not a matter that the power is just going to get the job done by itself. Yes, it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. But you see, you can, you can learn something from this. In other words, this emphasizes the fact that I'm making the point. If you'll turn to the sixth chapter of the Acts, of the apostles, you'll see exactly 
proven by God's Word what I'm saying. Here in the sixth chapter of Acts, there in the early days of the church, they had all things common. The disciples, the twelve apostles, were the only ministers that they had to begin with. The early church is just a baby church, just starting. And the church didn't exist anywhere else except in Jerusalem at this time. And uh, even though Jesus had said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and I, even though Jesus had said that after the Holy Ghost come upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, yet they hadn't witnessed anywhere except in Jerusalem. And uh, so they had all things common, and uh, some of them felt like they were being neglected in the daily ministrations. So the twelve said, Seek ye out seven men. Number one, of honest report. Number two, full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And number three, wisdom. <laughs> you, you see, some people can be full of the Holy Ghost and not have much wisdom. But it wouldn't be wise to put them over handling money and so on and so forth, see. And then some folks may be full of the Holy Ghost and not have a good honest report. Oh yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be wise to put them over handling money and them not with an honest report. So you want all three of them. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, number three, wisdom. Amen. Isn't that what it says? That we may appoint these men, you see, over this business. Now see, it's just not good for preachers to try to handle business. Most of them are not very good businessmen. God didn't call them to be a businessman. They'll usually make a mess. You might as well say amen, so anyhow. Amen. And for a pastor, just when it comes, now he has the spiritual oversight of a flock, but not necessarily the business oversight. They didn't do it here. To think that he knows more than the apostles is, is to prove how asinine he is and stupid. Amen. Don't shout me down. I call him preaching real good. So we're going to point these over this business. They got to have the three qualifications of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. We'll point this over the business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. I've seen many a ministry ruined, pastoral ministry ruined, because they spent all their time on the business part of it. Prayer was neglected, word was neglected, and their spiritual life just became a disaster. Amen. And it'll happen every time, sooner or later. And so, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves, continue to pray unto the minister of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. A, a tremendous offer, I think. And this is really good for the, we're coming over in the first year. And it's yes. devotional. It is a daily devotional starting with January 1, going through December 31, mm -hmm. and it's called Health Food for Devotion, a Daily Guide to Spiritual Nourishment. And what it is, uh, 
they, Dad was, had, in October 1979, Dad started what we call healing school here on the campus. And they have taken uh, bits and pieces from messages and put them into devotionals, one for each day, and we call it health food for yes. devotions. And, uh, you know, uh, people have, uh, they take their medicine every day. They take their vitamins every day. Well, uh, this is your medicine That's from the Word right. of God. That's hey, right. it's, it's a special book. And I, it would be a great Christmas present to give to people. Yeah, it would. It would be a great Christmas present. Mm -hmm. And it's normally $15.95, but you can get it during this special offer for $12.75. Now, you can go and, and go right now and go yes. online and order it. That's right. Or you can call and order it. Yes. But uh, the best way to get it is to go online. Quickly, and yes. Order. Quickly, yeah, you'll get it quickly. To order, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. 1-888-FAITH-99. Ask the operator for Kenneth E. Hagen's book, Health Food Devotions, for a discounted price of $12.75. That number again is toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. 1-888-FAITH-99. Order online by December 19th and have your product in time for Christmas. If you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. We always love to hear from our listeners, and there are resources to help with finances, marriage, and work. So write in or email us. Become a part of Rama for Today. Don't forget to call 1-888-FAITH-99 to get Kenneth E. Hagen's book, Health Food Devotions, for $12.75. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue to bring you the very best of Kenneth E. Hagen. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.